In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the impact of TJ Oshie and what it means when he's not in the lineup. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holm. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we are going to talk about the Capitals and their scoring and getting it up and down the lineup. Not just the marquee names. They are getting production from the blue line, fourth line. They're getting it everywhere. We'll talk about that in the show. Then a little bit later, we will talk about the status of Alexi Protus kind of in and out. Peter Laviolette says, don't read too much into it. We'll talk about that. But just to get it going here, the Washington Capitals and TJ Oshie. TJ Oshie missed a substantial amount of time due to injury and then he was back checking the other game and left again what is the status and what is the importance of tj oshi on the lineup playing it's not just him scoring goals it's about that he's a great playmaker he's also a great guy in the locker room um so it is noticeable uh, when tj oshi is out of the lineup Oshi is day-to-day with an upper body injury after exiting Saturday's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs with an injury that looks strangely similar to the one he suffered back in October against Nashville. That injury held him out for 11 games in nearly a month, writes Washington Hockey Now. So not optimal for T.J. Oshi to be out of the line. The tough questions ahead are, who slots in? And, you know, the one thing I'll say about the Capitals is they try to mix and match and try to put this player and that player in there uh, to try to find some magic. But for me, it's no replacement for T.J. Oshie. And if you talk to the guys in the locker room, if you talk to the captain himself, Alex Ovechkin, he will speak to the importance of uh, T.J. Oshie on the lineup. So we really do hope uh, that he gets back in a hurry. I know that the biggest problem with Oshie for me is that he plays much bigger than he is. And, you know, that's a good thing and a bad thing. He's not afraid to take on the biggest guy on the ice, um, oftentimes to his detriment. You know, if you guys remember back a couple of years when he was going and Joe Thornton just kind of rubbed him out against the boards there. So, I mean, I think to a certain extent, I like what he does, but if I was him or I was his coach, I would tell him to maybe harness that a little bit. Um, But, you know, I'm not the coach. That's just my take on it. You can maybe feel his lack of presence a little bit. I think you could feel it in the room. That just spark is kind of missing goaltender Charlie Linger instead of Oshie. Once he came back in the lineup, you realize how important of a piece he is. He's just always the guy that's pumping everyone up, always got a smile on his face, and just an incredible teammate. And a a true competitor is one of the things I would say about T.J. Oshie. What do I mean? 
when I see a true competitor is if he doesn't make a play, if he, you know something doesn't go right, he's on on the boards on the sidelines and he is upset. He cares about his play. Some guys out there are just out there for a paycheck. I feel. But not TJ Oshie. He is out there and he always gives his level best game in and game out. Oshie has been been dealing with a myriad of injuries over the last two seasons and has been limited to just 22 games so far this season where he has just five goals and six assists for 11 points. He is a major asset on the second or third line wing and he adds a different factor to the power play as well. That for me is the most noticeable is Oshie off the power play really kind of hope to have him back out there since he returned Washington's offense appears to have found its footing as the five on five scoring improved while the power play managed to heat up with the goals in seven straight games so the proof is in the pudding as they say and the pudding in this case is the Washington Capitals and when TJ Oshie's in the lineup the Capitals play better not really debatable. The analytics, the statistics, they all point to T.J. Oshie, T.J. Oshie, and that he plays the best. The Capitals play the best when he is out on the ice. So that is why he's an integral part of this team. That is why the Washington Capitals need him back out there. When Oshie was gone for that 11-game stretch, the Capitals just the Capitals won just two games after returned after returning up until his most recent ailment. Washington went nine one and three while also managing a five game win streak and getting back into playoff position. The Capitals are now tied with the New York Islanders for the second wild card spot. Who saw that coming at the beginning of the season? I don't think anyone did. All the pundits and the talking heads, what they said is it was going to be Carolina and the New York Rangers on top. They're going to be the ones to beat. They still might be, but as of right now, it doesn't really seem to be shaking out that way. A lot of energy nicked out who played hero en route to the win over to Detroit. He added, he's one of the best players on our team all around. He has a lot of fun. I think that's infectious. That's what I've spoke about on this podcast. Not just the goal scoring, but his attitude, his his um, underlying positive energy. I think we were missing that for a little bit, and having him back is a good spark. He's physical. He plays the game the right way. He's accountable. And also producing, he helps with the lack of offense that we were having trouble with. A good playmaker, a good hockey IQ, as they like to say. And um, that's, again, one of the reasons why we need T.J. Oshie back out on the ice. He's our leader, a great guy, brings energy in the lineup every day. And obviously, when we have him, it's totally different. That quote from your captain, Alex Ovechkin, getting those sorts of accolades from one of the greatest hockey players of all time. You know, you can put a lot of weight into that. That's just not me spitballing here. That's Ovi saying that. That's, uh, you know, Nick Dowd. That is Charlie Lindgren. That is players up up and down the lineup speaking the praises of TJ Oshie. I've heard talk, you know, in previous years, why do they have TJ Oshie? The intangibles. That's what I'm talking about. That is why TJ Oshie is so important to this team. So uh, he's the kind of guy we definitely don't take for granted, Lingren said. He's a guy that I think we need and is a very crucial part of our team success. And indeed, I do think that is the case going forward as the Capitals continue to want to keep making a push towards the playoffs, you know, and to make it a, a Stanley Cup push because ultimately that's the name of the game. We have three years and change with Alex Ovechkin on this team. We don't want to squander that. We want to make the most 
of the Alex Ovechkin years. And not only that, but just we want to win another Stanley Cup here soon. That is the name of the game. All right. So after the break here, we will talk about Alexi Protus and how we shouldn't read too much to him kind of being in and out of the lineup. We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup, we've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. And guys, even if you don't like betting, you could bet on an upcoming Capitals game like the Capitals take on the Senators or the Jets. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the importance of Alexi Protus. Why Capitals bench Protus against wings? Don't read too much into it. Alexi Protus is one of the guys I've spoke of this season. He came into camp a man on a mission. I don't think that he was slated to be on the big team, but he played so well that they couldn't take him out of the lineup. He played so well that he has pretty much a regular spot on the lineup night in and night out, but... The thing I'm noticing as a Capitals fan, and perhaps you're noticing as well, is a bit hot and cold. He's not getting all that goal-scoring production that we were looking for. He's got a big frame, but he's not really a tough guy per se. He's not a Tom Wilson. Not saying that he has to be a Tom Wilson, but if you have that body uh, frame and you got that size, you should use that to your advantage uh, to be out on the ice because there's smaller guys out there that you could really you know, push into the boards or eliminate them from the play. Alexi Protus, I think, needs a little bit more of that going forward. The six foot six forward got just six shifts and skated a total of 516 in the four to three comeback win over the Red Wings. He did not play after the 550 mark of the second period. What gives? That's what everyone's wondering about there. Uh, this story in Washington hockey. Now, I wouldn't read too much into what Lavulette said. We were behind. We were chasing the game. He's been such a good player for us. I wouldn't read too much into that. And of course, that's what Peter Lavulette's going to say. He's not going to say he's on the chopping block. He's better pack his bigs. He's on his way back down to Hershey. That's not what's going to happen. But you know, it's been my belief kind of watching Alexi Protus is that he maybe not ha hasn't necessarily lived up to the uh, potential of what he did in his former time um, in the, in the preseason, in the beginning of the season, he just really has kind of lost a step uh, is a safe way of saying that. So how can the capitals and how can Alexi Protus refocus that energy and get him back into producing like he did in the preseason, the preseason Alexi Protus that played so great that you couldn't take him out of the lineup. That is what the Washington Capitals need from him. That is the biggest thing going forward here. 
Washington was down two to nothing after a lackluster first period and got two goals in 11 seconds from Nick Dow to tie it. And then another game tying goal from Eric Gustafson. So they are getting that production, but they need more from Alexi. That's why he's on the big team. There are guys in Hershey that are itching to play on this big team. Uh, see Hendrix LaPierre, see Connor McMichael, see a bunch of different players. So it's my contention. It's my belief that if he's got to live up to his potential, if not, um, and I know that this is just kind of a small thing going on here. It's nothing major. Like he hasn't had no production, but if he does not continue to get production, then I would say, I would say maybe a stint down in Hershey. I, I, I guess it remains to be seen. I don't want to go that far ahead, but for right now, I would say that he just needs to uh, up his game a little bit. I shortened the bench. I was double shifting. Oh, I was trying to get some players more out there. If I could Laviolette explained, if you're chasing the game, sometimes that happens. And of course, you got to have Ovechkin in there, of course. Uh, he's chasing down Gordy Howe and Wayne Gretzky, if you haven't heard. But not only that, he has a good a goal-scoring potential in general. And if I was the head coach of the team, I would put the players out on the ice that I perceived would give me the best chance at winning the game. That's why LaViolette did it. I wouldn't read too much into it. That's my assessment on that going forward. I do think, you know, if he can work on his game a little bit, I think that he could find another spot on this team. He's got that big bulking frame, the six foot six, 235 pound winger. I mean, that is tall, a tall, all things considered. I myself am six foot five, 220, but I am not in his shape. I will guarantee you that. Um, so, so if he could put that body frame to work out on the ice, I think he could find a role, a continued role, uh, because I think that this team is a bit of in, in transition right now. Who's going to be in, who's going to be out, um, just based on injury. Oh, she being injured. That's a big thing. That's taking the snow globe and shaking it up a little bit and saying, now what are we going to do? Um, and, you know, this is nothing novel. This isn't nothing new. Uh, the Capitals, along with a lot of other teams in the NHL, are facing injuries. It just seems that they all seem to happen this season for the Capitals. The most injuries that I can remember on the Capitals team at one time was in this season. So my interesting thing on this with Alexi is if he can continue to get that production, uh, that's what we need for him going forward. And if they can't get that production, seeing if there is a viable option down in Hershey. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about the capital scoring up and down the lineup. You know, it's not just the marquee names. It's not just Ovechkin. <clears throat> it wasn't, you know, Tom Wilson when he's in the lineup. They're getting it from the fourth line. They're getting it from the blue line. Eric Gustafson, a hat trick. <laughs> we'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Lockdown Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about your Washington Capitals, a bit of a transition. In the first segment, I was talking about the play of Oshi. Then we were talking about Protus, but to close out the show, we are going to talk about the scoring up and down the lineup for your Washington Capitals. That is what it is all about. Um, and like I say, oftentimes when you see teams, they get their scoring from the, you know, the top two lines and, you know, the fourth line is some AHL fill-in guy that they have down there or something like that. Not with the Washington Capitals, Hathaway down 
Dowd, excuse me, and Hagelin, those those were the players. That was the top fourth line around. I would say one of the best fourth lines in the NHL. Of course, we know that Hagelin got injured, and then they've had Malenstein and Protus kind of plugging and playing in there. But the steady force on that fourth line is Hathaway and Dowd. And to get production, I know that they're not always showing up on the score sheet, but Nick Dowd did the other night. Hathaway did uh, a night or so before that. So to get that production from your fourth line is uh, kind of a bit of an anomaly, if you ask me. It has to happen that way, Lavulette said, of scoring up and down the lineup, said Monday, of getting those offense from unlikely places. Inside of what we do, it just can't be the same one or two people every night. So I don't think we've gotten a team consistent effort, and it's not even about the goals and the production. It is ultimately what drives us to win. But you want to play well. You want to do the things right. You want to have the process to be the right way, and everybody's got to buy into what we're doing, and everyone's got to do what I think our guys have done a really good job with that playing as a team as of late I would say playing well as a team there there was the inconsistency that I spoke of on this podcast oh three weeks to a month ago the Capitals have since turned the corner you could draw lines to to TJ Oshie of course but it's not just TJ Oshie he's not Superman he didn't swoop down and, and, and save the team he helped but I think ultimately what happened is the team has become refocused and refocused scoring up and down the lineup. Of course, Alex Ovechkin is getting a lot of goals, of course, but it's not just that it's Dowd. It's, it's Gustafson getting a hat trick. He didn't have a goal the entire season. He got three goals in one night and then a goal the night after that four goals in two games Wow. I mean, if you saw that coming, you should start betting a little bit more. You could go to bet online, put more money down on it. It would be a really good idea. You're going to make a ton of money. But if you had Gustafson pegged to, to get a hat trick and then score another goal, anyway, it's crazy. But for me, as a Capitals fan, it is a pleasant surprise for me to see that scoring up and down the lineup. Um, it's a team that's all pulling on the rope. Uh, as Peter Laviolette and Barry Trotz before him said. Um, so again, a team effort, a team binding together. That is what the Capitals are going to have to do going forward. They are playing an Ottawa Senators team that's not that great, but don't let that kind of shake up your mind into thinking it's a slam dunk. Why? Because what's going to happen is you're going to enter into that as a trap game, right? You're going to go into that saying that it's the Ottawa Senators. They're not playing that great this year. We are going to mop the floor with them. And guess what? Their firepower is going to show up and it's going to beat the Capitals. We don't want that to happen. When I call games must win games, what am I referring to? I'm referring to games of lower opponents. In this case, the Ottawa Senators, which aren't playing that great this season. I think they will be a great team in years to come just based on all the draft picks and all the trades that they've accumulated I do think they're poised in a, in a good position but the Washington Capitals are going to have to go into that with the mindset that we are going to apply the pressure the entire game and how are they going to do that they're going to do it by what Peter Laviolette said getting scoring up and down the lineup first line second third fourth and even getting the blue line involved because we've saw seen great produ uh, production on the fourth line. Take a look at Dmitry Orlov, for example. Overtime, game winner, blue liner. That's what we're talking about. Gone are the days, in my opinion, of the stay-at-home defensemen. They just really don't exist. I guess on some teams, I guess it depends on your coaching schemes and that kind of thing. But it just seems to for me to be a bit 
of an outdated notion that, you know, the defense is just going to take care of the defense and they're going to feed it to the forwards and they're going to take care of the scoring. That for me is not a recipe for success. Um, Can you possibly get that success somewhere uh, in the league? Uh, Sure. I mean, Bruce Boudreaux, coined pretty much the phrase dump and chase. That is one of the guys who would love to dump and chase. Um, And you get to that kind of production sometimes. uh, But I think ultimately what the Capitals do with Peter Laviolette, uh, take a look at his record. I mean, it speaks for itself, despite the fact that there's been ups and downs. Peter Laviolette gives this team this year the best chance to win. No question about it. I mean, winning as coach, Ever, I believe, is was the case, uh, a U.S. coach. So, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, it, the, I don't need to go into any more detail. He He's won Stanley Cups for teams. He has what it takes. So the Capitals would be wise to continue to listen to him and to keep uh, applying what they've learned going up and down the line of continuing to get that goal scoring going forward. You play the game as a kid to score, Dowd said. I think you get up to the NHL and you got to figure out a way to stay in the league because you got guys like Ovi, Backy, and Kuzi and Oshi. The list goes on every single team that are quite honestly better than you at doing that. So you got to find a way to stick. Guys on every single team have done that, including myself. And tonight it was, like I said, I like to tr- try to do the same things every night. Some nights you get rewarded, some nights you don't. Tonight, we needed to score, and they got that from Nick Dowd. And Nick Dowd, I could I could do a whole podcast on Nick Dowd and how great of a player he is. And Hathaway, the fourth line in general, whoever the left wing is. I know it's kind of been plug and play, maybe Beck Malenstein when he comes back from that finger injury. But in any case, the fourth line, great production, blue line, kicking in. That's my takeaway from this one here, is getting that even scoring up and down the lineups because you can kind of turn into being what they call a one trick pony when in, you know, it kind of still is to a certain extent where Ovi camps out at his office, the left dot, and he just, you know, slams home a slap shot, a one-timer, whatever the case may be to get a goal. And it's a bit predictable. All they have to do is cover him and he's taken out of the, the situation. So even Ovi has changed up his game a little bit, getting those dirty goals at the net front, um, you know, that's what it's all about. Kind of, like I say, taking the snow globe and shaking it up here a little bit and giving a team different looks, because if you become too predictable, then everyone is going to know what you're doing. And that's what I think the Capitals have done well so far as of late. Uh, I think that they need to continue to do that going forward. If they want to see that continued success, my prediction, uh, just to end out the show here is Ovi is going to pass. Uh, at least tie Gordie Howe within these next two games. And I know that's nothing novel or earth-shaking to say, but I really do think that it is going to happen with either the Senators or the Jets. And why do I say that? Because the spotlight has been taken off of him. He's not talking, every, the spotlight isn't on him. Like, wouldn't it be something if he scored it against the Red Wings? Uh, because that's where Gordie Howe played. Or wouldn't it be something if he scored it against the Maple Leafs because Ilya Samsonov, their former goalie, now there's no significance. They're just playing a regular NHL team. They're playing the Senators. They're playing the Jets. I think that now that he can kind of clear his head and just do what he does best, scoring great goals, 
I think he'll do it. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Sports today. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Going forward here, we have some big games coming up. We have them coming up against the Senators and the Jets. I've got you covered on Locked On Capitals the rest of the week. I'll talk to you next time.